Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of V Brown Bag. Tonight, I'm excited to continue on the path with our Python for DevOps series. Um, this is going to be a, another. Let's see, what is this? The fifth episode? The sixth episode? I can't, I can't remember right now. We're, we're doing a we're doing a bang up job with with this uh, with this series. Having a great time with it. Um, Come join us and level up our skills as we learn Python. Tonight, we are going to be doing test-driven development in Python with our presenter, Alex Link. Um, before we get into it, a couple of housekeeping notes. Get in on the conversation. If you at vbrownbag or hashtag vbrownbag, I will be watching the Twitters, um, fielding all of your questions and um, sending them on to Alex during the live episode. If not, then, and you're watching this in the far, far distant future, you can at Alex link, or at Alex underscore link directly and, and ask him all the questions. Um, I, of course, am Mistwire. And without further ado, Mr. Link, are you there? I am here. So now that I've said that 17 times, is your last name pronounced Link? It is Link. Yes. Thank you God. are. Okay. Yeah, surprisingly <laughs> few people get that right. It's, it's pretty amazing. All right, <laughs> sir. You have the power. I have the con. All right. So um, it's my screen. Uh, so this is. This I see is, it. Uh, VS Code. I love it. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I sort of switch back and forth between uh, VS Code and PyCharm. Um, I figured VS Code would be better for presentation. It's a little bit brighter, you know, more more view friendly. Um, less widgets along the sides. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> less less bells and whistles. Um, so um, yeah, today, um, you know, what I wanted to talk about is um, uh, test driven development in Python. Uh, just sort of going over the basics of it and and what it is and why it's great and what um, you know, and why why you should employ it, or anyone anyone doing uh, any kind of programming, not just in Python, but any any kind of language, it could, should uh, if they can uh, employ it to its fullest extent, um, because it is it is a way of you know uh, writing the tests, the the unit tests first before writing the production code, and that is. Um, that what that does is that it allows you to sort of think through what you want your code to do and, and sort of describe your behavior, uh, the, the behavior that you expect from your code before you actually write the um, write the, the the code to actually do that. Hmm. Um, so that way you say, all right, I want my code to uh, to to do this particular thing. You write the test, you run the tests, tests fail of course because you have no code, and then you write the code to make the test pass. And once the test passed, you're like, all right, it's doing exactly what I want it to do. Um, and the, the the added benefit to that is that once you have your production code and your tests in place and everything's passing, then you can go ahead and refactor and clean up your code and, and do whatever you want to it. And as long as it's, and as long as the tests still pass, you can be assured that everything um, that you know everything still still functions and you can you have nice clean production code that you can push out the door. Um, so that is uh, that's that is that is what test devel uh, driven development is, and that's why um, that's why that and that's just why you should use it um, and sort of learn how to use it and use it. It does take a little bit of practice. Um, I I didn't even know what it was before I started my current job um, at Profit Tools. My um, my our senior developer um, he is he's been programming for over 30 years he's a devout follower of Uncle Bob Martin um, for anyone who doesn't know who that is he is a he is a uh, sort of a coding a tester and development evangelist he's a he's an old man he's been around for a long time but he's a very good educator and um, uh, I, I would recommend everyone uh, sort of look up his stuff if you want to learn uh, about um, clean code solid principles and all that what was that name Uncle Bob <clears throat> Uh, Uncle Bob. Yeah, he goes by Uncle Bob. His name is uh, Robert C. Martin. Uncle Bob Martin. And, uh, okay. Yeah, Bob Martin. He's he's a um, he, he's an evangelist for for clean uh, solid code. And um, yeah, if you if you if you're interested in learning how to write um, like really you know clean maintainable code, uh, you should definitely uh, talk to him. Uh, but like I was saying, my our senior developer is a is a, a devout follower of, of uh, solid principles and clean coding principles. So um, I, it was kind of a, a, a steep learning curve when I started my current job because I was not used to that. I started off at a startup. Uh, my first job was at a startup, um, you know, and 
it was pretty much just, all right, we need it to do this. We need this feature now, you know, get it done. So you just, all right, and you just slap something together. And as long as it works, you shove it out the door. And this, this was to a total gear change when we moved, uh, when I, when I started my current job, um, you know, and I said, I, I'm 35. I've only been, uh, I've only been a professional programmer for about two and a half years. Um, so I, it, it is really, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm learning this now, sort of at the beginning, more at the beginning of my professional career before I get too set in how I like to do things. Cause it's definitely, it's definitely been a learning, uh, a learning process. Um, you know, working with uh, with my senior developer, who who's um, sort of uh, automation, you know, lightweight automation library I'm actually using here for this uh, demonstration. Um, this, you know, and, and I will sort of explain what this is. This this uh, bolt file. This is a this is a configuration file for um, bolt TA. Uh, I'm guessing I was kind of surprised to see on a previous episode we had. Uh, you know, the developers of Bolt, which is a, a very similar thing. He may have named Bolt TA because Bolt was already taken. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it, is, it is just a, it's sort of a lightweight um, automation framework. You can, uh, we use it mainly for testing, but you can also in, integrate it in with uh, Jenkins and, you know, you know, sort of have your Jenkins call, you know, Jenkins file call your, your, uh, your Bolt tasks instead of um, having to put in every, you know, you know, so that you already have everything configured and, you know, the way you want it. Um, so everything is the same. You know, you use Bolt and Jenkins, you use Bolt in your production, you know, in, in your dev, dev environment. So it all, it all, you know, installs in the same places and works the same way. Um, but what I have this set up to do is, um, well, actually, I have not yet activated my, I, I, I have my, you know, I just I, I have this posted. I have actually the code the posted to uh, to GitHub to GitHub. So I just um, I had just loaded it onto my machine. Uh, I haven't yet activated my environment, so let me go ahead and do that. Um, and okay, so got my virtual environment now. I'll just do my pip install because I don't actually have any of my packages installed, which by any, I mean Bolt, TA, uh, Nose, and Contest. Contest is for continuous testing, which is a wonderful thing um, for test-driven development. It, um, it, what Contest does is it, um, it's a plugin for, for Nose that will uh, monitor your files, the files in your, in your projects, and when there's a change to one, it will rerun all your unit tests. Huh. So um, that's a great thing for that way you don't have to, to constantly just, you know, be be running, you know, manually running your, your tests, your unit tests. So so pip install uh, our requirements. So <clears throat> Yeah. So, um, yeah. So here we are. Everything should be installed. And um, so I will go ahead. I've got my my source and my tests here. Um, this is this is what the final code will look like. But we're gonna. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to delete all of this, and uh, we'll start from scratch, more or less. Um, so that we can sort of go through why, what you know, what test development is, test-driven development is, and why uh, it sort of make it makes the, the development process a little bit actually easier uh, and cleaner, and you know why it allows you to make a nice clean code. So um, I'm going to start off just by creating two classes: one in my, you know, my source file, my production code, and one in my uh, for my testing. And <clears throat> all right, so I currently don't have any tests, so um, let me start the all right, so ran zero got my tests running, ran zero tests, so it's because I don't have any. 
that's so everything's working as expected um <laughs> so i mean fast start i mean right now that you know knows you have your setup i know that i'm going to need um a an instance of my you know bowling game class oh i should probably explain what exactly i'm going to be doing the the um this is a this bowling game is a is a code kata um it's going to the, the the point is to create a uh, a bowling uh, a calculator to for bowling scores and um, yeah. and, and yeah and, and because it's uh, you know it, you've got your you've got your roles which is sort of which is separated into frames which um, you know and when you get you know if you just get if you don't add up to 10, if your, if your rolls don't add up to 10, then it's just those together. If you get a spare, it's it's 10 plus your next roll. And if you get a strike, it's the 10 plus your next two. So um, this is a kata to uh, sort of practice that, to think through the process and to, um, to, uh, and to sort of, I guess, um, yeah anyway just to be able to, to be able to solve that problem and it's a really good one for um to, for test driven development because there is uh, quite a few, quite a bit of like uh sort of going back over your code and refactoring nice. while you are while you're while you're typing so um right now i've just got a passing class i just got that so it doesn't give me errors um but let's see setup i will say uh self self uh game equals uh, yeah, bowl, um, let's see, sorry, it's there, we've got it say, yeah, bowl dot, what do they call it, my goodness, yeah, bowling game, and that's going to fail, probably, because, oh, it doesn't, because I, you know, I, I have it initialized, but it doesn't have an init, so, anyway, um, normally, if you're doing it right, you wouldn't have a bowling game class, and it would fail. You'd create one, it would pass, you'd move on. Um, anyway, there's that. I will go ahead and uh, so that's that's my tests are passing, or ran zero tests, but my code is passing anyway. So uh, I'll write my first test. Def uh, tests. Um, it uh, you know we'll say the first test would be um, uh, rolled all zeros. You know test. Uh, Roll, you know, roll all gutters. Hmm. Okay. You know. Yep. Uh, so I'll say, um, I'll say, so, all right, all right. So well, it, I, 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 I'm, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm trying to talk faster. I've tried to talk uh, too No, fast. no, no. You're, you're fine. Yeah. You're, you're uh, just, just to let you know your Discord is popping off. Uh, there's, there's oh. somebody trying to chat with you. Yeah, I wish, I wish I, I, I'm going to go ahead and close that. Discord is constantly talking to me. I have I have friends that if they know that I'm hosting or presenting, they will deliberately yeah. like try to send me messages um, while while my screen is being showed just to see what yeah. they can get away with. So yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, I've 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 been there with like work presentations and stuff like that. <laughs> popping up, and I'm like, oh yeah, you just won this, you know. Xbox or something sending me messages during my work presentation. It's great. It's great. No. It's super comfortable. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, the, uh, the bowling game. You know, we know we're going to need say it's bowling. So we know we're going. We know we're going to need uh, to roll. Um, we're going to need to roll uh, some some balls here, and um, so we will say itself, and we're going to need to know how many pins we knock down in each roll. Um, and we're going to have to do, we're going to have to actually calculate the score. So we are going to need a score method as well. Now, um, test rollout gutters. So we're going to say self, we're going to need to roll. 20 gutters, 20 gutters. So we'll say roll, we'll say self um, uh, game dot 
roll uh, zero. But instead of, you know, there's 20 frames or 20, a maximum of 21, not frames, uh, roles in a game. So um, we don't, I don't want to type uh, self game role 21 times. So uh, I am going to say, uh, I'm going to add a little uh, method here. It says depth, you know, role many. It's uh, going to take self. It's going to take roles and it's going to take, or yeah, roles and it's going to take uh, the pins for each role. So let's see. We, we will say um, self. Dot, uh, sorry, for role. Roll in roles. Self dot game dot roll. Pins. So that should allow us to roll. Uh, however many, however many times we want, as long as it's the same amount. So we'll say self dot roll many. Um, is zero. And oh, sorry. We're gonna want twenty one. Or yeah, twenty. Sorry. There's only twenty one if you get all strikes. Twenty and zero. So. And uh, so we have, rolled, we have now rolled 20 gutters, and we're going to want to test the score. So self dot uh, game score. Oh, I need my assert. Self uh, assert equal my score, and uh, we're going to expect it to be zero. So. Go ahead and save that. Actually, I'm going to move this over here. Wake up. There we go. Anyway, so uh, int objects are not iterable. Right. So uh, roll and rolls. I can't. So I'll have to say uh, in range. My mistake. Anyway. So that. Okay. Ran one test, assertion error, none is not equal to zero, so good. We are not actually returning anything from score, so we're getting none, that's good, good start. Um, now, in order to make the test pass, I'm just gonna say, you know, we're starting off real simple here, so roll, we'll just say, we'll, we'll, give, it a, we'll give it an init, we'll say, um, yeah, uh, We'll say self. Dot, we'll give it a self. Dot score. Set it to zero. For the roll, we will say, um, you know, self. Dot score plus equal pins. And for score, we will say um, return. Self dot score. All right, one test passes. We're okay. So, huh. ah, yeah. So we have a passing test for an all gutter game. Um, so, and when we add the test for, um, you know, so we'll say next one we'll say test. You know, roll all. Once. We'll do uh, self, yeah, all many. We'll say 20, and we're going to want to roll one. And then our search statement self, assert uh, equal. Um, And score, we're going to expect it to equal 20. So, that 
passes uh, because I, I did, I guess I did skip a little bit and not write the minimum code required to pass. What, what I would have done in that case is to write return self zero because that would that would technically get all my my all gutters game to pass. Um, so I could just say return, you know, I go back to what I was doing, say self score, actually I'll say return zero. This will call, this will call, cause my current test to pass the roll all once. Um, yep, zero is not equal to 20. So I'll go ahead and redo that self.score. Um, yeah, the point is, the point is, um, which, you know, again, I'm still, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not perfect in my test driven development, but I, I, the point is to write the minimum code required to make your test pass. And if, if that's just, if you're expecting a zero and making your test pass just says return zero, even though you know that's not how you're going to end up, that's still what you should do. And then, you know, once that test passes, you can then write a further test, a more specific test to say, um, to make that test fail. Um, anyway, so my all ones is passing. So it's it's doing addition properly. That's good. Good to know. And um, so if we say, you know, if we, you know, start, start making it a little bit more complicated, we'll say roll, uh, one spare. So I will go ahead and say self dot roll many. No, sorry, self dot game. I'm just going to want to roll. Um, so I roll five. I'm going to want to roll another five. And then uh, I want to roll one more since I, I need to calculate the frame. Oh, goodness, what happened? All right, sorry. Um, and then I'll roll a three after that. So I now expect my score to add up to 5 plus 5, 10, plus 3 is 13, plus 3 would be 16. So, um, so self dot. Uh, sorry, self.assert. I got my assert equal. Um, and I expect that to equal 16. Um, you know, because, yeah, you take three, you add it to the spare. It's 10 of the spare as a bonus plus three of the next frame. We expect that to be 16. So right now, 13 does not equal 16. So we don't have the logic to actually calculate that extra that extra bonus. So what we're going to have to do <clears throat> is look at this and uh, see what we're doing here. So um, what is strange here is that score is actually just returning score. It's not actually doing anything. And actually, your role seems to be calculating your score. So um, we're going to do a little bit of refactoring here. Uh, I'm going to comment out my test, that failing test, so that everything passes. And uh, we're going to change this around a little bit. So we're going to, I'm going to sort of keep track of my roles instead of, um, instead of my score, uh, because we know we're going to need to do that uh, to calculate the frames um, because we need to know the frame. We need to know what comes next, and uh, we can't do that the way we're currently doing it. So, self, I'm going to create self roles, and uh, I'll go ahead and make that a um, just an array uh, of, uh, of you know a twenty a twenty one element array uh, of zeros. Um, So now I have, you know, self roles will be a 21, uh, you know, 21 zeros, an array of 21 zeros, and uh, just a, essentially a blank game, uh, my gutter game. And uh, I'm going to have to keep track of, of what role I'm on. So, kind of roll equals zero. So, in order to keep track of my roles, uh, I'm going to have to say, um, 
let's see, uh, self dot uh, roles index my current role. equals pins. So that's just going to keep track of my roles individually. That way I can reference what comes after. Um, and in order to calculate the score, um, actually, oh, I'm going to have to increment my current role. Um, so almost forgot. But the test would have caught that. So. Hmm. At my, I would have had failing tests, so uh, if that had happened, so that that's uh, that's sort of what the point of this all, all of this is. So my current role uh, plus equals one, um, and then to calculate the score, I'll say um, you know for role in roles, in sorry in self roles. Um, oops, sorry, let me uh, go to my score. I need to keep track of that score. Roll itself dot rolls. Score plus equals rolls return score. All right, let's go ahead and make sure I did that right. Did not. Name roles is not defined. All right. Score role, not roles. Delightful. There we go. Thanks. Oh. Yep. All right. Um, so that's. There quick we go. quick question from the audience. Yeah. Sure. Um, this, this is more of a, a broader strokes one. How, how does test-driven coding help when you need to refactor a function to require additional parameters or needs to return additional data in a return structure? How would it help you in that event? Um, yeah, so that is, that is a good question because, um, when you do test driven development and you have, and you're, you are testing your functions, you are testing the public interface to your functions. Hmm. So if you change, changing the parameters is changing the public interface. So that is, that would be something that, um, you would have to, you'd want to, you'd have to, again, you'd, you'd have to do the same thing. You'd have to change your tests first to, require that additional parameter um, to test for that additional parameter your tests would then all fail and you would I get then you would change your change your production function to make those tests pass um, but that is that is a good question but it, the principles remain the same you, you change your test if you have all your tests written already but then you have to change the public interface then you change the public interface of the test in your tests and then then uh, change your production code to make your test pass. Gotcha. Cool. Thank you. Okay. Hey, well, so <clears throat> uh, yeah, moving on. We'll we'll go ahead and um, go ahead and uncomment this test. So we'll get our failing scenario again. And uh, so now we're back to thirteen does not equal sixteen. That's good. And um, so. We are now, we're, we're, you know, it seems like right now we're going to need the concept of, uh, of frames, you know, which I probably uh, should have, you know, should have done before. Um, but we have, we have our tests there. So I'm going to go ahead and comment that out again um, and refactor this to use frames, um, to use, you know, use the concept of frames anyway. Um, so that way we can uh, add our bonuses accurately. Um, so we have, we will say, um, you know, we'll say, just say for frame in, uh, range 10, since there's only ever 10 frames, uh, we will say score plus equals self roles, um, I'm oh, sorry. I'm going to need to keep track of an index. Yep. Uh, I equals zero. Um, so say self rolls I plus the next one because well, we're going to want to calculate these two at a time. 
or one frame at a time. So uh, self roles i plus one and return score. Oh, and we're going to want then we're going to want to i plus equals two. We're going to skip ahead two so that we don't count same frame twice. And we have our passing tests. Good. Oh. So, um, all right. Uh, there we go. Wrong button. There we go. We're going to bring back our failing test. Now, we're back to 13 does not equal 16. So, now that we have this, we can go ahead and check to see <clears throat> if, uh, our two, if our two rolls add up to 10. So, if, you know, self rolls i, yeah, if self rolls i, self rolls i plus 1, equals 10, score plus equals 10, plus self rolls i plus 1. No, I'm sorry, plus 2. And then yeah, and then I plus equals two. Else, we do the normal thing. So, see, did we, do, did we make that test pass? We did. Fantastic. So, we have our expected score of 16. Um, now, what happens when we roll strike? Uh, So we'll go ahead and say self that game roll 10. And then we can go ahead and say self game roll 5 and 3. And also now that we have our entire our entire game built over here, we don't have to go ahead and roll all zeros after that since we already have our have all the zeros after that. So, um, you know, uh, I'll keep this roll many here, even though it's not necessary anymore. I, mean, I, I would keep this roll many here, just so that you know what's going on in the test, even though it's not necessary. Um, it's illustrative. So um, now I have my strike, my five, my three, and the rest would be zero. So I'll just say self. Um, I'll do my equal. Self dot game dot score, and I expect the test. I expect the I expect it to be ten plus five plus three eighteen plus five plus three comes out to twenty six. So I expect the I expect my score to be twenty six after that uh, game that started off real strong and just. Uh, Afterwards. <laughs> um, so, all right, 18 does not equal 26. That's good. That's expected. So, I'll go ahead and add another statement up here. If, you know, self rules, yeah, self. Oh, oh, sorry, not. I want i. Self rules i equals 10. Say score plus equals 10. Yeah, I'll go ahead and do this and change my uh oh, what's going on? Ah, there we go. Little hiccup. I'm going to change this to i plus 1, and then i plus 2, since we want our next two frames. 
and we will increment i only by one since the strike is just is the entire frame. So uh, let's see, do I have? I do have my passing test. Now um, it's it's a little bit kind of hard to read and also a little bit annoying to be typing self rolls i plus one, self rolls i plus two um, for that. It, mostly it's just a little bit hard to read. So um, I'm going to go ahead and refactor some of this stuff. So uh, I'll start with uh, strike. You know, if uh, self rolls, we go ahead and create a function, you know, an internal method called is strike. It's going to take argument of your index, and I'm going to go ahead and bring this down there. Sorry, I need to add that. So I'm going to go ahead and return that Boolean. So for our i equals 10, we'll return true. We'll get to run that code. So uh, if self... It doesn't necessarily make a code shorter, but it does make it more clear what's going on. And if this is, if you're writing code that you want, that you think you might want to touch again, sometime in the near, medium, distant future, you're going to want to make it as easy to read and comprehend as possible because um, you're going to next time if you if you wait a while to touch your code, like uh, I know uh, you said that you know this 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 has happened to me, and I'm sure it happens to everybody. When you've written something on your own and you go back to it a month, three months, a year later, and you look at it, you're like, oh my God, this is this code is crap. How could I like how could I have written this? Uh, you're going to want to make it as easy I say that all the time. You, it's so yeah, weird. Yeah, how could I possibly have written this? This is garbage. Um, this you're going to want to make this as easy to, for your future self to read and got and get back to as possible and and refactor and and go ahead and make better because you know test driven development doesn't guarantee that your code is properly structured or all it guarantees is that it is that it, it works and it allows you to make it easy to read and and make it easier to read and make it easy to refactor um, without breaking anything because sometimes I know my first code. You know, I wrote it, it was you know when I first started coding, my my algorithms my, were just these really long uh, functions, just like you know dozens of lines long, like nested for loops and ifs and you know just all in all in a single function and and um, you know I I have I I have since I mean those they're 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 long gone now they just I, I went back over them like wow. I just I don't I don't even know what to do with this you know it's like no 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 tests no you know nothing it's like it works but I can't touch it because I don't know what any of this stuff does anymore so you know if I touch it it's gonna break and I just have to leave it the way it is so this is a good way to avoid that avoid you know avoid you know future you getting really mad at you know current you um, you know for the way that you wrote your code so you know for how bad you were at coding. So um, we have uh, so yeah where was it oh yeah if self um, just say self if if self is strike and I pass it the index um, so yeah now we have that and uh, I'll go ahead and take this um, this here and uh, call it uh, say strike bonus um, So that we know what exactly we're doing there. That's gonna. That's also gonna take i, and it's gonna need self. Um, so we got. Let's take that. Cut it out. Say return. We're gonna return that here. So. Yeah, now we have that. We've encapsulated that. Now we know self rolls i plus one, self rolls i plus two is our strike bonus. That's that's why that's there. So, and we'll say tell self. There we go. I. So. Um, and we'll do the same thing with the spares. Uh, actually, well, I did that. Let me make sure that our test that test still passes. Um, 
it does. Okay, good. So you know this, it's good. It's it is it is, it's like a safety blanket. You know this it, when coding with TDD is like you're like Linus with a blanket, and you know <laughs> nothing can ever go wrong. I mean that's not that's not true of course, but it it's it just feels it feels safe. Um, you know just to have that net underneath you to 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 catch you when you do something silly, you know, which happens. As as I can say, quite often. Uh, <laughs> so it's good to be like, oh, and when all of a sudden your test failed, you say, oh, what happened? And you say, oh, I completely forgot that, completely that very obvious thing. Now that I look at it and know that it's wrong. Um, so I'll say my uh, let's say the same pattern is spare. Pass it. I and return this this ah jeez come on come on code control z for the win yeah my my uh my home mouse is way more sensitive than my work mouse at work so i wish i had my work set up at home actually um so yeah i have that and i'll say if Self is spare. I still passes. Good. I'll give my. I'll say def. Do the same thing. Spare bonus. Um, notice I'm not adding tests for any of this because, like I said before. We really are only testing our public interface. Um, we only, you know, roll and score are, are our public functions, and that, that is what we are, our public methods, and that's what we are testing. That's what we have our tests for. That way, you're only testing these outer ones. So you can change these inner ones, you can change the inner workings around as much as you want without having to worry about breaking your, uh, you know, Breaking your tests, and also not just breaking your tests, but breaking the interface that any that that this that your 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 class or your function has. Hmm. Um, so anything that's calling it, you know, anything that's using it should still work because you're only changing the internals of it and not the not the actual public interface. So um, go ahead and return that spare bonus, which is only the i plus two, but we're gonna put that there anyway. And uh, all right. So now we have our all our passing tests. Now we'll just uh, create another one. Make sure we're doing everything right. We'll say def test all strikes. Go ahead and bowl ourselves a perfect game. If only. Uh, yeah, if only were that easy. Um, we're gonna go ahead and roll uh, 21 times. We're gonna roll a 10. No, not 21. 11, 12, 11. Nope. Yeah, 11. Right? Am I right? We'll find out. And, uh, well, um, isn't it? Tw isn't it? It could. It could be. It could be 12. Oh yeah, uh, 12. <laughs> Right for the three hundred. Yeah. 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 So, um, so well, I'll I'll change that in just one second. Self-assert equals self dot uh, game dot score, and let's say give ourselves a nice round three hundred. So is that eleven ten? We're on a list index out of range. Okay, we'll go ahead and say. Uh, put 12 in there, but say list index out of range. What is what mistake did I make? Is spare return self rolls i self rolls i plus one equals 10. Okay, so what did I do wrong? Oh, but anyway, I know that I know now that I've broken my code, which is great. Um, or I think I think when you cut and pasted the uh, the self rolls I plus two, uh, 
Yep, that was the wrong thing. That was the wrong one. I, yeah, um, well, no, no, it's not the I plus two self rolls. Return self rolls I plus two. That is the number we want to add. So mm, spare bonus. So is spare. We are ending up with an index out of range. Um, why does it think that we are rolling any spares? Is strike. Uh, return roll I equal 10. Yeah. Why would it think we're rolling a spare? Uh, wait, test all strikes. Yeah, why does it think we're rolling a spare? Let's find out. Um, hmm. That's, yeah, okay, that's super interesting. Um, yeah, spare, spare, roll I, something like this, one equals 10. Yeah, we shouldn't be hitting that. Huh. Uh, interesting. Um, all right, so we, we seem to be, if I comment that test out, we still get that error. Nope. Okay, that's weird. Um, now, that's weird. So why on earth are we... Why on earth are we? Uh... All right. Well, this, that's very interesting. Um, anyway, um, so get our list index out of range. Oh my god, this is weird that that happened. Turn self rolls plus self rolls up. So one equals ten. That's our boolean. Hmm. And is spare. So it's testing to see if it is. Oh, that's because I didn't make this an else if. Oof. Oh, good. Five passing tests. It works. Oh, that was so obvious. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm totally joking. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So anyway, hey, test driven development for the win. That's right. Yeah. My code was broken and not in an obvious, not in a super obvious way. So, um, yeah. So uh, now it works. I can roll. Roll zeros, ones, a spare strike, all strikes, um, and really, we're done. Um, we're done here. I mean, uh, I mean, I could refactor, you know, this out to say, you know, to roll a spare, but um, you know, I, I don't, don't think it's super necessary. Um, so I'm only doing it once, but um, that's that's really it. I don't. There's there's really no no other tests that we could write, um, you know, that would fail. No, that's, that's so, this is fantastic. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can't, we can't write any more failing tests. So to, to accomplish our goals, so we are, we are done. That is a, that is the bowling game. That is the bowling game kata. Uh, and that is also the, you know, the sort of the, the basic demonstration of, of what test driven development is um, and, uh, and why it's useful. Um, I wish I, I could have made uh, some more mistakes <laughs> to, 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 or to better illustrate, um, uh, you know, why it's, you know, how, how it's good at catching those, those like typos and, and, and simple mistakes. But, um, you know, that's, this is, yeah, that, that's sort of, that's sort of my demo for now. Um, I, uh, you know, um, we, a yeah, couple, it, a couple it, of questions. If you want to elaborate on anything, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what What is the usual code to test ratio, or does that depend? Um, that really depends on what your code is doing. Um, you know, if you've only got, like, say, you know, uh, you've got a, a, a controller, mm -hmm. and all your controller does is call one method in your model. Um, you know, it's a call, it's, all it does is call one method from another class. All your test would do is to is a test that your controller calls that method from another class. So you would take you would um, let's say uh, I don't know, let me see if I can give a quick um, you know I'm not going to write any tests or anything. Let's see if I can get a quick visual uh, of what I'm talking about. Um, uh, yeah. No. So, 
we've got a you know blah so close um, so we've got our we've got our def uh, some or sorry class uh, some controller and all it needs to do is call uh, you know create create object. All it needs to do is or sorry get object. You know so and the only thing it does is say you know or you know and that get object you know, takes that object because of, you know, dependency inversion. So, uh, you know, dependency injection. So we say object. Uh, object storage, let's say, or just say storage, anyway. So whatever it happens to be, you know, a cache, a database, whatever. It, does, it doesn't really matter for this demonstration. The, 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 um, the, then all we do is say return storage dot get you know and whatever that model returns it gets back for something like this you would just you just have a test you know that says you know test you know you just say self or you, you know you'd have to create you would create a double for your storage because one of the things about unit tests is that you never you, you want them to be self-contained you don't really want to be interacting with external resources in your unit tests. That's what feature tests are for. Um, so you would you would mock your storage, put a method in there that says, we'll just say, and I'll, I'll just, you know, for um, storage double. Um, and we would put a method in there that we put a, you know, we'd say, uh, say init, you know, uh, um, self and uh, say you know self dot get invoked equals false false. Um, then we would go ahead and override our storages get. And you know, just say, you know, um, turn self. But we also want to say self dot get invoked equals true. Now, and then once we do that, we when we when we call, you know, when this runs, it calls storage dot get. You can then assert that get invoked is now true. And you know that your controller is working because it called get on that storage object it was given. Um, so, you know that's and so that's um, that's that. I bet I may I may have started to go off on a little bit of a tangent there, but um, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to, you know, it, that's that's um, but that's that's sort of. That's 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 how that that particular that particular thing goes. Um, I don't know if this is there's any more uh, any more questions. Um, yeah, one more question about um, the the katas. Somebody was asking yeah. what what's what what is a, what is a kata and are there different katas for different for different uh, experience levels? Um, yeah, absolutely. And and katas are not necessarily katas are not intended to be difficult. Um, if you if you just uh, if you just look up code katas. There's a, a few different sites with some different code katas. There's, um, you know, there's like a binary search code kata, and there's, um, you know, and there's this bowling game, and then there's, uh, there's, there's, uh, like grocery store calculator um, uh, katas. There, it all what a kata is intended to do is sort of, it's something you're sort of intended to do. You're, you're, you're meant to do it over and over again, so you start to get in the habit of approaching, uh, of you 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 see the problem and you say oh I, I've seen something like this before and you can and you've already practiced creating the solution to that. Mm -hmm. 
So you can be like, all right, I did I did that before. I've done that before, uh, and so and the way I solved it was doing it was doing it this way. And since you've already practiced it a bunch of times, you can get that implemented fairly quickly and fairly cleanly. Um, so uh, that's that's what the katas are for. They are not uh, they they are beginner friendly. There is nothing um, you know for the most part. Uh, I'd say they're they're not intended to be difficult. Um, you know to test your programming skill. They're 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 more it's like a kata in in you know it's they're called katas for a reason it's something it's repeated motion it's something you do over and over again until it becomes natural here we go code wars code kata kata co coder dojo simple programmer there's a bunch of them out there okay cool yeah nice yeah those are the show notes yeah great so yeah that's that is um those are the katas, and uh, I rec I would recommend that anybody sort of take a look at them. It gets you thinking about different problems, uh, and and uh, coming up with with uh, with good solutions. I think Excellent. Code Wars. I think was it Code Wars? I'm trying to remember a site that I that I've been on before that you know they give you these sort of uh, these coding problems, and then you can sort of compare your solutions to other people's solutions. Um, yeah, that was the that was the first one in there, and yeah. oh, there's. Ton of different languages there. Yeah, but that that was a good one too. Um, I haven't done that particular one recently, but I did that a lot when I was first learning to code, mm -hmm. um, just because I, you know, I was stuck in that beginner's stage of, okay, I've sort of learned the syntax of how to code. You know, I know my for loops, my ifs, my, my, you know, my whiles. You know, but I had no idea like what to do with all of that. Mm, yeah. Um, because you know, I was you know, I'm I'm a little envious of of uh, you know of, of coders of, of programmers like like your last guest who sort of come at coding with a problem to solve because they have a problem to solve, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so they 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 sort of just can go right at it. Whereas I, I when I started to code, I I came at it, I was you know I, I had a different career. Uh, I was I came at it out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. uh, seemed interesting it seemed like a useful skill um, so I started to learn it but then I you know I went through code Academy and you know just sort of learning you know your basic just basic coding and then I got to that point where it was like all right I want to write something like but I have no idea what or how um, so it, it took it actually took it's a kind of a, a little bit of a funny reason that I you know wrote my first program it was this very short program but uh, I accidentally deleted all the pictures on a flash drive that we had and my wife, uh, and my wife um, got uh, upset let's say uh, as about, she would yeah, yeah. so uh, I ran it through a recovery program it found mm -hmm. all these files but I couldn't open any of them because there was you know as I started digging into it uh, there's just a whole bunch like kilobytes of just junk data in front at, at the beginning of the file and you couldn't even recognize them as JPEG so what I did was I found out what the binary header uh, uh, is you know the the header bytes for a uh, JPEG file are mm -hmm. I did a regex through this string of garbage looking for that header and then would delete everything before that and I would give it I, I coded it so that it had a basic interface I used uh, uh, I think PyQt um, and uh, I gave it a sort of a basic interface and um, so that I could give it a folder full of these mm -hmm. full of these files it would it would uh, go it would go it would fix fix if I would get the first file fix it you know save it move on to the next one and just do that because there was there had to have been a thousand pictures in that on that thing so I could have gone through and done it all manually but I really didn't want to so um, that was the sort of the impetus to, to get my first you know coding project <laughs> up and out the door um, and that was that was that was you know it was fortunate for for me uh, in that it, it sort of got me got me started I started to realize, okay, I know I can do this. I can, I can just do basic. I can do my basic automation. I can do, you know, uh, I, I can so I, I can start to see what problems are there are solved. Whereas before, I was like, I have no idea what to do. Um, mm -hmm. And now, you know, say I don't know my most recent one. 
that I'm still working on actually, but it's actually a web scraper to uh, that it goes out and it gets all the info for say all the soccer players in Europe, like every single one. There's like over 17,000 of them that I got data for. And it, and uh, because my kids during the World Cup kept asking me questions about these different soccer players, I had no idea who they are. But it's like, yeah, who's the tallest soccer player? Who's the oldest? Who's the, who's the, you know, who's who's the youngest? You know, uh, like, and I, I have no idea. I have no idea. And um, I wanted to sort of get all that information in one place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I wrote a web scraper to get all that information, put it into a database, and now I can run queries on that database if they want to ask me, like, who's the oldest player? I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to sort by age. All right, this guy is the oldest one in, in the in the European Football Association. So, very cool. And and uh, your wife's yeah. happy, and your your kids have some uh, some additional knowledge now. That's that's yeah. excellent. Yeah, my wife's cool. happy. She's got her pictures back, and my kids are my kids. I, I could have quick answers to my kids' questions. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we're we're coming up to the top of the hour, so um, we need yeah. to. Uh, Nip this one. Um, we do not have any additional questions, but Alex, this was this was absolutely fantastic. Um, thank you, thank you very much uh, for for spending some time with us tonight and and showing us around. This was great. All right. Well, it's my pleasure. Cool. My thanks. Pleasure. Really fun. Every everybody have a have a wonderful evening, and uh, we'll see you again next Wednesday. Take care. All right. Take care.